We have seen the incredible rise of NFTs, with some selling for millions. But with the current backlash of the non-Web3 community, it begs the question, are NFTs dead? Or are they just getting started? Do they have a place in the metaverse? My name's Atlas Theory. Welcome. I'm here with my co-host, R-Type. How you doing? Good, man. We're here to discuss this and so much more on today's episode of the Metaverse Podcast, where we endeavor to get versed on all things metaverse. That's what I want to know. Are NFTs dead? What do you think, dude? If that is a question, I think that this podcast is for you. We're going to get into three major reasons why NFTs are not dead and why we believe they are the future. Starting off, like, let's give a little bit of a, you know, history. Maybe where did you start with all this and what have you seen? Where I started off and our first point here on why they're not dead is I'm a collector. I always have been. I remember my uncle actually got me into it. <laughs> he would collect action figures of all kinds of brands, Star Wars, the wrestling figures, I know I, I want to say WWE, but someone's going to correct me because it's changed names so many times over the years. <laughs> but I got into action figures as well. I got into cards. I'm talking Star Wars, uh, Pokemon, many dead card games, uh, Lord of the Rings, so many. It's just an exciting like thing to do. And I think we all have you know something that we like to buy and collect. What about you? Where did you start? Uh, I think pretty early on, like early primary school, it was sort of, the, you know, whatever phase was rolling through, I got into collecting like basketball cards, which is quite strange coming from Australia <laughs> where it's not a big sport, but yeah, I had probably a collection that would make me very rich today. I had all, you know, when Michael Jordan and Shaq were all coming through. Oh man. Yeah. I had a really good collection. Don't know where they are now. <laughs> I got into no. like... <laughs> Tazos? Did you guys have Tazos and Pogs and those little we like you know, Yeah, all that sort of stuff. But then kind of didn't do anything for a long time until this whole NFT collection boomed off and that's where it piqued my interest. It's like mirroring a lot of, you know, collectors' lives. NFTs, you know, they are art and many people got into them for art, but the real catalyst I think for the growth has been collecting, you know? Mm. There's so many cool collections out there, PFPs to like landscape to different kinds of art. And there's just collectors of all sorts. And I think there's something for everybody in the NFT space. And I don't yeah. see that going away. I think anything with an IP brand basically has a collectible something, right? Even before NFTs came along, merch and mm. uh, things like that. So people are just reminiscing of their childhood, they get to relive that again, right? Mm -hmm. Speaking of reminiscing, you have to kind of have a different perspective if you're more of a collector of NFTs, because you also have to realize that the collections, even the rugged ones that have a special moment in time will be the things we someday reminisce about. Keep that in mind as you're like collecting NFTs or if you collect NFTs, these first collections of this or that on a certain chain, those are going to be like historical pieces and having them on the blockchain just make them all the more special. <laughs> yeah. Even some of the ones that did get rugged, they swapped out the metadata to just a picture of a rug, you know, and then value obviously just dropped. But some of those are <laughs> iconic. Like if 
if you yeah. if you got pissed off and just like burnt that nft or just dropped it i mean someday you could look back on that and it's rare you know they could actually start fetching for a value as well which is yeah <laughs> just for its historical <laughs> importance as well dude for sure i don't know i don't know if you have a collection that that you kind of paid attention to or that no matter what happens to it you'll always kind of still collect it uh i've already experienced this i'm not gonna say the collection um and i'm not gonna say how much i lost but it was <laughs> in the thousands yeah. <laughs> and i still buy them from time to time <laughs> even though it's like a completely dead nft project from on solana but i love them dude I'm just kidding. I keep on collecting them. I don't care if I hold all 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never, uh, I never actually bought the PFP ones because mm -hmm. as an artist, I looked at them and went, well, I should just really be creating my own stuff. But I definitely got into like the gaming side of things. So anything okay. that I could actually sort of use or get into and start using like sort of the utility for it. And I think that's mm. kind of where I saw a shift in NFT collections and what they were focusing on was, okay, we've, we've done the artwork, people are hyped about it. Now they're just sitting in people's wallets. Like how do we retain our fan base really? Yeah, no, definitely. And that you, you bring us to point number two, which is utility, you know, collecting, it'll always be around our NFTs dead. No, they're going to be collector's items. And as we move forward, utility, there's so many cool things going on utility-wise in the NFT space that you can just see a bright future of like things being done differently. For instance, one of the collections I'm in is the Meta Tattoo Club. They've created this whole aspect where randomly someone every month will be flown to Sweden and get to experience, you know, being tattooed and like this whole VIP experience from the team, as well as working out deals with tattoo shops around the world so that you can use the token that you get from staking to pay for your tattoo. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It, I feel like once you have that NFT, it's like a membership card and brands and companies can think of a million different ways to add value to that. You don't have to come up with it straight away. You know, it's that key. It's that foot in the door to membership benefits, I guess. That's where like yeah. the utility comes in. So judging from like your perspective on it, have you seen a project that has done something you really liked or have you thought of a project you would want to like, do yourself let's say money is off the table you could do anything you wanted to what hmm. kind of utility would you give to an nft collection i've always been a fan of mixing with in real life and that's hmm. something that i really thought about when i did my moon type legacy collection was okay it's cool to see it on your computer and you sort of own that but i want something you can physically like grab and touch. And so I really thought about that when I did that mailing out physical items. And I think that as much as we think about the metaverse being in this digital space with augmented reality, I really think that the metaverse is going to blend worlds and it's going to be a mix of your everyday in real life with augmented reality, as well as this full, you know, like virtual reality where you're switched off from the outside world. So I think any brand that's thinking about 
doing NFTs with utility and doing projects alike, they need to think about the real world as well. And that's where I think no one's really started to touch on in real life collectibles or having like a digital and physical twin. And mm -hmm. so I really want to focus on that for future projects, for example, things that we're working on in the background, which we're going <laughs> to release very soon. Nice. Yeah. I think that's key is mixing with real world. What about you, man? Is there any projects that you're seeing that is starting to touch on this or that have unique ideas about utility with their NFTs? Well, the one is the tattoo club. I think that excites me because I am very similar to you where I want there to be some kind of real world yeah, aspect to it. But one of my favorite projects, I just actually so happen to be wearing their sweatshirt, Cyberfrogs. They do so much and I cannot wait for like them to get the proper recognition. But for instance, they have a trading suite now. I'm not a trader, but they also have automatic trading. And it's just something I never thought I would get into. But because, you know, I really like the community and I loved all the tools that they were developing for their profile pictures. I just was in it and they just keep surprising with the tools that are available. And they even just dropped a trailer of like a shooter uh, that they've been working on. And it's like, yeah, I, that. I didn't even know they were working on this. They didn't even talk about it to like the community. And it's just like, here you guys go. They're so good. And they're, they're moving so fast. I see that. And I, I, I can't help but think of what even utility becomes because I think, you know, for instance, D gods and Utes and some of these um, cyber frogs, some of these brands, they're almost becoming like, I'm, I'm being exaggerated, but they're almost becoming governments of sorts where like you actually don't know maybe the tokens that cyber frogs gives out or meta Two club or this or that could someday pay for like, healthcare or housing or you know who knows all that can be built within a collection especially like as laws change and stuff so i think we're looking to a bright tokenized future yeah that's interesting because when you maybe this isn't the best analogy but when you think about like a civilization or a culture or a nation is you really unfortunately some people don't have a choice but um for for some people that are fortunate, you know, you can choose where you live to some degree. And what you're doing is you're choosing where to put your value or your money. And you're giving that to a particular government, which then takes that and organizes it and gives you benefits in return. So in a sense, it's kind of similar to what you're saying. If we lived in a world that was without borders, and that could be the metaverse, you know, depending how much <laughs> real life government reaches in <laughs> and tries yeah. to regulate. But if you think of it just in a pure sense of the metaverse being, yeah, this borderless sort of worlds, then people vote with their, with their money and with their time and with their focus, then that could totally be a thing, right? Yeah, definitely. I think I didn't mean for this to be such a great transition, but this brings us right into our point number three, which is the future is tokenized. You know, and since we're on governments here, let's just like branch out to, you know, the citizens of all these, these countries, you know, we see whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, this is all debatable right now. Central bank digital currencies we see as a hot topic right now. We see people moving away from strong currencies from the previous age and yeah, making 
digital currencies. We've seen Bitcoin have such a strong presence forever, but that's not exactly what we're talking about when we're saying tokenized future. We're talking about uh, healthcare, housing, any form of contract will also be tokenized. What are some things kind of you've thought of archetype or that you find exciting about a possible tokenized future? In a practical sense, I just bought a wallet, which I hate. I had to do it because I've got to carry around these stupid plastic cards. Most of my bank cards now, like I can just tap on my watch or my phone and it's just one less thing I have to carry. But there's still like my Medicare card, my driver's license, all these stupid mm things that I got to carry around. I can't wait for those just to be on a digital device that I can just tap something and just, that would make life easy. <laughs> so that's probably one thing. <laughs> and then just the permissions, like I know that people are looking at it, but it's like zero knowledge proof where you don't have to give all your information when you log into things. This, this web two world where I want to buy something on a site and I have to create an account for that. And I have mm. to put in my email address and some like full legal name and <laughs> all this stuff. And you're just buying something super simple and you're thinking, why do they need all this information? This sucks. Cause you know, for sure, like as soon as you put your email address down, the spam is just going to come <laughs> and I hate that. So I'm really excited about once we get all this tokenized future and we have everything in this digital account that we can put up these sort of like security walls where if you need to prove your identity or you have to prove your age is you might have a token that has already sort of proven of all these things that, that these companies might need. And so all it is, is they're looking at that token and that token is just a, a tick like yes or no. And so that they don't have to look at all those things. For example, like a real world application, you're going into a, a club and you've got a bouncer at the door and he's looking at your ID and he can yeah. see where you live. And, and we're giving that information to people who knows what that person could do with that information. You know what I mean? Whereas with something like a zero knowledge proof is you go there and you're showing a certificate that yes, I am of age, but you don't need to know any other details. And then they let you pass through. So that would mm -hmm. be a real life example of, of what I'm talking about here. I think that like a lot of people get scared and, and by no means to the listeners out there, are we saying that all of this is going to turn out great? for every citizen around the world. Uh, <laughs> we, we're, not, we're not blind. We realize that there's also a lot of freedom concerns to these things. But I think you're bringing up a really good argument on why it would be beneficial as far as security. I think one thing I'd like to sneak in there is, especially hearing things from like my mom's field, which is the medical field, you know, it's so disorganized. This hospital has this folder with this information. And then if you go to another hospital, they have another one. And then when it comes to getting medications and stuff, <laughs> it could be just all approved on a, on a digital device and a tokenized device. And then in that sense, you would hold your medical records and they would be able to access that once you give them permission. Everything that's being done medically is right there. And Imagine the life-saving implications that also have um, if there's somehow where, I mean, I don't know if you'd want to breach protection, but maybe in the case of emergency services, they can scan and have some kind of access that's already granted on the token. So it's like, this person has this, 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 this. Oh, we need to do this. Yeah. 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 Who knows? 
It's so crazy. I, I like the idea of the data is is with you. And then I kind of think of it like, imagine if you put another layer on top of that, there could be security and then also interface with something like AI. And I've been listening to a few podcasts, which are pretty interesting, where the future of Google searches and AI and all that sort of thing is this assistant. And imagine if you had an AI assistant that is personal to you, it's it's that relationship that you build with this AI. So imagine like a Hey Siri or a Google or something like that, that isn't just a one-time command, but they learn from you. And then, so if you're storing all this data, the, the hardest thing is being able to pull up that data when needed. And at the moment, what we have is so clunky. We have to manually go and search for things in folders or look for something physically. But if you had that layer of AI where you could just talk to it and pull up all these different things, you said in an emergency, if they could pull up your AI and say, hey, we need to know this, and they could just go and find it rather than humans manually having to look through medical records or things like that. <laughs> um, I think that would be really cool, really cool. As, as we were talking about this, I like can't help but think once we're on episode 500, listening back to the, these first 100, we're on episode, what, 20 now? 21? 20, 21, yeah. And just be like, oh, I was right there. Oh, you yeah. were right there. Like, oh, we were dead wrong here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's going to be yeah. really, really fun. Uh, that'll have to be a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Episode 21, man. Dang. Um, I know that like a goal we had just taking a second to think back already and the journey we've been on. Congratulations. This is a huge goal we set off on when we first started. We were like, we looked at the statistics and we we're like, not many podcasts make it past 21. It's like 90 something, right? Yeah. Once and, you make it past 20, you know, it, the success, success rate is, you know, most people keep going once they make it past 20. So it's pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. It. Congratulations, dude. This is Thank awesome. you, you too, man. <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard um, with our time difference and uh, things like that, but I think we're blessed with the fact that there is so much to talk about with Metaverse and that that is what makes it so exciting. It's an ever-changing environment. There's always things to learn and that's been our purpose is to really like learn along the way with our listeners and to get versed really. <laughs> yes, definitely. Thank you guys for joining us on this journey. Um, like we mentioned last time, if you guys ever want an episode topic, drop it down in the comments, leave a uh, message on one of the audio platforms. Where can they find us, Archetype? At metaversedpodcast.com. It's got all our episodes. It's got links to what Atlas Theory and I are doing outside of here. You can get us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And we're also on Twitter. Hit us up. We love hearing from our community. And yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Until then, stay versed. Stay metaverse. <laughs> stay versed. Stay versed. Ah. <laughs> see you guys. See ya. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good episode. <laughs>